welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. We are doing the Matrix franchise right now. In this episode, we'll be discussing Matrix Reloaded. I'm your host, Joseph Lesson. I'm alongside here with Richard Marcelli. Everyone thinks that, like, this world is probably really stinky we've been watching. Like, they all just look dirty. And I mean, some of that's just to like aspect how like clean and fresh the Matrix is. But God, just looking at it all, it just looks like it smells bad. You think they like send in missions to the Matrix to go grab Axe body spray? Because what was this, 2003 or something? So that was kind of like Axe body spray was a big deal. Like they all, they're you know, all doing double pits to chesties. You know how <laughs> they say, you know how they say when you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. When you shower in the Matrix... You shower in real life. Oh, do you think they like go to the Matrix to have a shower? Probably That'd be maybe. Cool too. Yeah. First of all, boys, their real bodies aren't in the Matrix. That's not how that would work. But imagine you don't how know that. Sick. You don't know I, that. I would. I would go into the Matrix to bathe, even if it's not real. I That'd feel be like so they would, cool. They probably go in there just to feel clean, like a shower program. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Again, uh, like, not how that would work. I, well, no, I mean, I think, no, you're still going to be dirty, but inside your head. No, it's it's like the guy with the homemade with the homemade with the homemade wheat. You know, if you think about it hard enough, like it's just <laughs> if you think feel about that showering. feeling of clean. Yeah, if you're thinking about once showering. you're back in your real body, you're just gonna feel awful. Yes, I would sir. go into like one of those like Greek bathhouses with like eighty four fat naked old dudes around me in a big old like swimming pool. I don't think that's gonna make you feel clean. It might. Uh, <laughs> let's not forget the kid of this group, the most annoying. <laughs> character in movie history but to us he's above average is keith swetland hey I'm... there's no way that character is the most annoying character in movie history yeah joe you yeah, he's weird... up there joe you got a weird grudge with this kid i don't like him one he, like, damn bit spoiler alert he like saves the day in the next movie <laughs> fuck <laughs> off no and i mean like he's a hero worshiper it's like you talking about ghostbusters kind of maybe it's because joe sees too much of himself in this kid no, <laughs> how dare you i'm gonna come through come over and slap you just like no, full on knock on your door politely. Hey, what's up? I'm gonna slap you and I'm going to go home. I'm not well, gonna, I'm gonna talk. cough in your face with my COVID infested household right now. Please do, because you know, <laughs> let's see what happens. I'll just slap that away too while I'm at it. Having COVID would be better than being that kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be in my mind. Yes, I, I was rather, hoping <laughs> I would rather have COVID than being that seeing that actor do one more damn movie. <laughs> I was I was hoping you'd tell me I was the cake that makes you come. <laughs> oh yeah, oh well, that's a good one. I don't think the man it, that makes us come. It didn't make her it. come. It just made her horny. I thought. No, no, no. It made. Did her you see come. that the cake exploded. Her it crotch exploded. exploded her crotch. She fully. She <laughs> fully what, did. But then, how, why would she want to bang him after? Do you not realize how the female orgasm works? It's an expl an actual explosion. I don't. I don't think Science. you know how the female orgasm works. <laughs> no, it's a. It, everything turns green and the world explodes and then you eat some cake and everyone's happy. Hey, do, do you cake. also think boobs feel like a bag of sand? Yeah, nice. <laughs> it depends. Um, but what we do know is that this movie was once again directed by the Wachowski sisters, Lana and Lily. This movie came out May 15th of the year 2003. Uh, stars once again Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Higo Reaving, um, for this movie, we have some new. Uh, what's his name? I'm 
Link is the new uh, operator. Operator Harold uh, Perenu. We also have a the Merovigian. That is by where is he? I just saw his name. Oh, Lambert Wilson. He's super French. <laughs> like in real life, he's not yeah, just he, French. He's, he's super, super French. Well, he is French, but in this movie, he actually is um, extremely French. Also, like <laughs> the thing, he put on an accent. Like he hard, he did like. Oh, nice. He like took his accent to the tenth degree. I love the Merovingian. I'm all the Merovingian. Yeah. Uh, Runtime of two hours and eighteen minutes. This one, this one, this one was kind of beefy, wasn't it? It's shorter than the last one, I thought. Was it? Uh, yeah, the, the first, first one's two and a half or something. No, the first one's two sixteen. Oh, oh so they're about the same. same. Okay. Yeah. And I'm gonna say it. Tight ninety. This is like an enjoyable <laughs> movie the whole time. I don't like. It doesn't feel long to me. Oh, it it moves along. Like the American all American rejects. So what they did for this movie. <laughs> Thank you. So with this movie, what they did is they filmed the movies back to back. So like they just filmed it at like what Lord of the Rings did. They just filmed both movies at once. So we had both movies in time. So because of how the criticism of this movie was, there was no way for them to fix the mess ups if they had any, which in my mind, I think felt like they did. Um, so yeah, it was just that hard sell of well, we're making both, and then we we'll go from there. Did resurrect? Did uh, not resurrections? Did the revolutions, revolutions come out the next year? Revolutions came out like six months later. That's sick. I wish that was a weird time. I guess Lord of the Rings did a movie a year. Did Star Wars because, didn't? Because like this came two. out. This came out in May, and Revolutions comes out in November. I mean, realistically, they are just one long movie. Like it's oh yeah, like, yeah. It's like frame to frame. Like the next scene is like. Uh, do you guys remember your first time watching this? This was definitely with a friend's movie, if I remember. And I remember being so fucking confused by it by the end, <laughs> and just being like, "What did I just watch?" <clears throat> it was pretty confusing. Did I see it? Joe, you did saw you with, see it? You, yeah, we saw it together because we went with my parents because it was since we were still underage, that's they sat right. like a row behind us. Man, that's so cool. That's so <laughs> yeah, weird right? for them sitting behind you while you guys are getting boners. Oh, it was so weird. I'll be honest, it was super weird. Like the like the 20 minute sex scene orgy. I'm like, this is oh, yeah. so just, weird. Just Neo and Trinity just busting left and right. <laughs> You would think with someone with such immaculate powers as Neo that like he would have more inventive uh positions. He doesn't that's all he needs though. That's He's all like he, needs. <laughs> he can just when it's inside do crazy stuff. It just like Well, well he but the thing is he's in the real world. Real real world. So he's not in the matrix land. So well, No, that's this is how he discovered cuz remember at the end he's able to stop the sentinels in the real world. This is how he discovers his power. So when he bangs Trinity, he realizes that uh yeah, he can do magic. He has ultimate control over his anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> checks out. It checks out. But yeah. Anyways, when I first saw it, <laughs> uh the highway scene stuck out to me. I, I do. I do remember that. I remember the. I mostly remember the semis colliding, and the. And then I remember Morpheus slicing the truck. It was a lot of like, oh, that was cool. Oh, that was cool. Oh, that was cool stuff. 
Yeah, it was a lot of like the action was just like so good. And you're like, oh yeah, swing, 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 swing. Oh yeah, it was kind of a yeah. Except for the like the 20 minute scene with the constant orgasms, like because what 2013? This like almost 2003, 2003. What did I say? Uh, 13. We'll be like 16, Jesus. 15, 16. Yeah. But but the, the, for this movie itself, you had a like five to eight minute action scene and then like a 20 minute uh you know plot uh synopsis of what's happening right now and then you get another 20 minute battle sequence and then like another 20 minute d- dialogue and then another 30 minute uh, action scene and then another 30 minute you know that's it's how super- this movie felt to me i super appreciated how heavy this movie leaned into the fact that like the leaders and Morpheus are just insane fucking zealots who believe in this like made up bullshit religion that the fucking machines are handing them and they're just like nah dude this is totally true and this is what we believe and Morpheus is like believes it to the point where he's like a celebrity like he steps up on that stage to give the speech at the party and everyone's like the Tom Cruise of the (laughs) Oracle religion (laughs) I'd, I'd follow Morpheus sign me up He's, that's speech you, man like yeah. Lawrence Frisburne just delivers again he's, he's like, such an amazing actor it's so yeah. crazy he just mm. he's own scenes he owns but like them. they really lean into the whole fact of like the religious prophecy part of this and then it all turns out to be bogus and my <laughs> anti-religious beliefs were like <laughs> yeah fuck religion <laughs> right oh yeah it was it was this movie it was that was a fun twist they're like nah this is well, and that's the twist you get from that's pr- what the architect kind of sums up. Is that like, now nah, you guys are idiots. Like this was the whole should, plan. Yeah. We've been <laughs> doing this like, a long time. This yeah. is how it's designed. The the idea of the fact that you know Morphe is like, hey man, you know the prophecy is real. Then he's like, well the prophecy is real. I'm the one. Shouldn't the war be over? Damn, you're Dude, right. <laughs> that moment was so fucking good. Like Morpheus's face when he says that, I'm just being like, oh, oh, <laughs> like so <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Just so chest fallen and just like, oh no. But like it makes <laughs> such a good point because Neo through the whole move through the whole two movies constantly was being like, but like, why are we believing this if the machines are telling us? What like what if this is just like them like telling us what we want to hear? Morpheus is like, nah, dog, this is what you need to hear. This is and what it we've turns heard. Out yeah. That it is just the machines telling them what they need to hear. Well, in the end, I think it, the prophecy does hold true because the prop it like relates to choice, and that's what Neo. That's the message the Oracle delivers to him is that like, yeah, I'm part of the Matrix, and I'm like, you have to make this choice. That's like what the big the big twist is. Yeah, with the Oracle being a one no, of those. That's not because she says the entire time you've already made the choice. You need to understand the yeah. choice. Yeah. Finding out in this movie that the Oracle is a uh, like rebel program. Mm-hmm. is what her purpose was but also like is intentionally put there as the mother of it because they need to have that outbreak because the matrix couldn't succeed with like perfection because the human mm-hmm. psyche like couldn't like wouldn't accept perfection like everything <laughs> being happy doesn't make sense or work we're like we're we're like yeah we're just like our bad which is fucked up because that just means like our batteries aren't producing enough energy for them if we're so happy. the humans that are in the uh, <laughs> wombs are still not producing no, enough it's because people were rejecting it so like people were like we're failing uh, they the opened more minds failing. that's what and they've been 
you know, Morpheus says he says it even in the movie the fact that they've opened so many new they've brought more people into the in the last six real months, world. Then, yeah. Well, yeah, last, but so since like, this movie since this movie takes place six months after the Matrix one. Yeah. But in the first Matrix completely failed because people weren't accepting it. And so like I think they were either dying or like whatever, but like too many like there's too high a failure rate for their batteries. Yeah. Because the human psyche wouldn't accept it and like they'd probably come out of it, see where they were and like freak out and die or whatever. Because it seems like if you break out of the matrix, you just get flushed and killed as like <laughs> a failed battery. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Tossed in the bin. Since we've uh, started discussing, hey Rick, want to give us a little plot breakdown? Oh yeah, that's one much easier than the first one, I feel like. <laughs> Uh, boys and girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of Matrix. Or excuse me, The Matrix Reloaded. We open on a vision for Neo that sees Trinity dying and leads to his aspect to question how he can stop it through the entire movie. The movie builds as the war between man and machine is reaching its point as if you watched Animatrix and we learn during the movie that the machines have built drills and are digging straight down to Zion with a sentinel per every man, woman, and child living within the city. At this point, the captains converge and must go back to Zion as a plan must be hashed on how to defend the only living stronghold of man. Through this, we learn of the one final desperate push for those in the real world from the Oracle, where they must find the keymaker, open a door, and make his choice. Does this choice lead to human salvation, or does this choice lead us on an endless cycle for the machines? All this and more in The Matrix Reloaded. And I think <clears throat> you touched on it there a little bit. You talked about the, the opening scene with the, not, not the opening opening scene, but the scene when the captains are all gathering up and they all, I liked how each one of them had their own like outfit and style and theme because they're all like nerds from the matrix that like, that's what they thought looked cool. <laughs> I super appreciate the ones who don't have sunglasses and I don't know why. I'm just like, there's just certain ones that are just like, why are you guys wearing fucking sunglasses all the time? You losers. <laughs> Like the way do, Morpheus like walks that. in the Matrix, where he like interlocks his arms behind himself. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You look like a psychopath. I have tried oh, yeah. that at stores and it hurts a little bit. <laughs> like did, I would try you, the Morpheus. Uh, I've tried the Morpheus thing and it's like, nah, I can't do were, that. Were you able to free any minds when you did that? I got some weird looks, so I don't know if that counts. Also, I've yeah. spent at least like a quarter of these first two movies just wondering to myself while watching of how the fuck does he keep those sunglasses on his face? He has a magnet installed on Ma- his nose. <laughs> he, he he got the COVID shot way years before, you know, magnets yeah, inside yeah. the... <laughs> nice. Um, IMG's drawing it to his face. Exactly. But, but anyways, where I was going with the different styles of captains, you can tell that each, each one of them must have their own like crazy adventures because that's what these are like the, the Wachowskis love anime, and I th- a lot of times, like the way people dress, like dictate, like what they're gonna, like what their thing is, what their style, it's like what their like, yeah, what their whole vibe is. Yeah, well, we got a really fun. good story in Enter the Matrix with two of the captains. Well, one of the captains, I forget who uh, the other, because one of the players Jada is Jada Pickett Smith. 
it's, her, it's her it's her right hand man like okay uh, so then it's just one of the ships it's her trinity theirs. it's her trinity ghost that's his name um but it's yeah it's jada Pinkett smith who was introduced in this movie is niobe a former fling of morpheus's and that she's the main uh character and ghost or partner in the enter the matrix movie uh, video game boy their sexual energy was so good in this movie but there's a lot of um female ownership in this movie that feels really weird and like kind of gross like this whole movie is just that of neo doesn't have like open call no like actual like women's or possessions to be protected type thing instead of like partners like the fact that neo just doesn't have an open conversation with trinity about like i keep having visions of you dying instead he just like keeps it to himself because he's the one who has to like save and protect her he just tells her to stay away and then the whole thing with like (laughs) the niobe relationship and how the commander walks up and just goes niobe to stop her from dancing (laughs) with Lawrence Fishburne, I'm just like, oh god, so much what, toxic masculinity. What he really did was hide, you know, uh, not give us a dancing scene of Lawrence Fishburne. Dude, that line, oh my god, of her going, yeah. I remember a time when you would dance, and him going, not all things change. I'm like, fuck, that was smooth, dude. And he just god, like, no, that was it's hot. Like, it's like, no, I dance very, very well. I will <laughs> make you come on this dance floor right now. It's like, yeah, you're just cheering for Morpheus to get laid for the, the first half of this movie. <laughs> for like, so for this movie, one thing that like it it goes to my like movies, like like my little you know bugaboo, is the fact once again the movie starts at the end, and then I, it's like I hate that thing, and then we get to the end, and it's like longer shots of what we bought, like hurt, like because the beginning of the movie starts with Trinity jumping out the window, being shot at an agent. Okay, so that's gonna be towards the end but then we get like the you know 10 five minute fight sequence with the agent it's like just get to the shot we already know what's going to happen you you just hear get her ass handed to her for a long time it's just like come on we don't need that uh but the scene of them the scene of them walking like when all the when they're all in the matrix and they're like having the, the meeting the cool shot i like is when like uh, the three of them, Trinity and uh, Neo and Morpheus, show up, and like there was that, and that's that hallway shot. It's basically what the poster for number two is of them standing in the hallway. I always like that shot. I'm trying to remember which hallway you're talking about. In, it's, in it's when they're no, when they're underground, when they're having the meeting, when Smith shows up and oh, Neo yeah. senses him, they show oh, yeah. up, they, they show up late to their own meeting. It's like, hey, sorry so cool. guys, <laughs> but um. But I th- watching this movie from this time around, it's like it's not as bad as I remember, but yeah. it's not like it's like the thing of like even with any movie that has a successor after, you always compare it to the first one. And mm-hmm. it's just like the all these movies won't cannot match that yeah, the it's not it's definitely not the first one, but it is nowhere near as bad as my memory was mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, And maybe I just like, it's kind of the Spider-Man 3 theory in my head where I think I I dislike 3 so much it made me misremember how like good 2 was. Because mm-hmm. like I hold that theory very hard, hard to me that Spider-Man 2 might arguably be the best Spider-Man movie. Oh, to- the, the Toby one? Yeah. yeah. 
with Doc. Oh, I think that's one of the, that's one of the best superhero movies. I think that's. But because of how bad they screwed up the third one, everyone just hates the Tobey Maguire movies for the most part now. But so, like, that's my feeling is that Revolution is going to be so blah that it made me misremember how like fun Reloaded was, and that it wasn't actually as confusing as I remember it being. I think it was confusing as a 16 year old, but yeah. now, you know, later on in our time, it's like, okay, it's more understandable what the meaning of every, what they say and do and don't. Like, do. it was actually much more straightforward than I remember it being. I'm like, oh, okay, so they've just been doing this a lot. The machines intentionally do this because it's just another form of subjugation. <laughs> because if the humans think they're fighting back, they'll be happy, even though the fighting back is under control at all times. I'm a 35 year old man and I know what visa V means. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got to say, watching the arch- architect scene, it just reminds me of the S- the MTV movie awards skit yeah. with Timberlake and uh, Sean William Scott and Will Ferrell's the architect and how he created uh, Dig Dug and Kubert, but he didn't come up with a uh, Frogger, but he came up with the name of it. Can you believe they wanted to call it Highway Crossing Frog? Well, you were uh, interrupting our schedule here and picking up your cat. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, Sorry for the. I'm late for the party, guys. I... Yeah, you're you're a regular Morpheus and Neo over here. Yeah, Jeez. hell yeah, I am the Wait, one. Does that Suck make it. me the Trinity of the group? Yeah. No, I think that still makes me the cake. <laughs> God uh. damn it. But anyways, um, but yeah, I, I I watched that while you were uh, so I just that's super fresh in my mind and I. Andy Dick is in it, and he's hilarious. I just, that, mm, that bit, let's not it, talk about Andy Dick being hilarious because he's a terrible human being. Uh, what did Andy Dick do? You mean besides get a bunch of people hooked on coke and get them killed? Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that part. But, Andy um, Dick's like known for being the one that got Phil Hartman's wife re-addicted to coke and led to <laughs> him getting murdered. Okay, Andy Dick, famous partier. <laughs> also, no. I think supposedly Andy Dick's the one who like. He offered a blowjob some guys. No, it was one of the SNL guys. He got him re-addicted to coke. No, no, no. It's probably probably that, but also he did offer to blow guys. Okay, in my innocent, blind-eyed view of Andy Dick, he was very funny in that sketch. (laughs) Also, apparently he is just like a garbage, like... Zion! Trash human being who's like into sexual abuse. Zion. Hey, speaking of that, Marilyn Manson's on the soundtrack. Oh, <laughs> that's a, there we oh, go. There we go. Um, uh, one of the cool things, and I think I brought up last time about the Keanu donating stuff, uh, his own money for things. Uh, Keanu Reeves volunteered to claim, uh, give up claim to a share of ticket sales, amounting uh, around thirty-eight million, because the producers feared the film will never recoup the cost of the special effects. <laughs> so they announced that. And then uh, in real world, uh, they announced that Keanu Reeves has donated 70% of his salary of the Matrix for cancer research. Hmm. Fun. Is that from all of them? I thought that was just the newest one. No, no, no. That's from all of them. Jesus. But like, he that's probably third... a good chunk. Of... <laughs> Do you think it that... is? Do you think that money went towards like a cancer hospital where it's like in a green apartment and they smoke cigarettes in there and make cookies and bend spoons? Isn't I'm going to guess that it's probably a, not a cancer place where they smoke cigarettes. No, and there's like a there's a woman that knows the future that works there. Um, I'm going to say maybe. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, for this movie, uh, once again, a lot of the actors got hurt. Um, Carrie, I wonder Carrie, why. <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss broke her leg training for a wire Whoa. stunt. Jesus. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne fractured an arm in a training accident. And Ow. Hugo Reaving put a disc out in his neck while being pulled back <laughs> on a wire. Maybe this is why, like, Lawrence Fishburne, because he's older, didn't want to come do the new Matrix movie. I, I think Hugo was like, I'm good. <laughs> we good. Nice. Here. Um, like, I'm old, dudes. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Uh, someone who's not in this movie is uh, the actor Marcus Chong, who played Tank. Um, he was not asked to back because of salary negotiations between him and the studio broke down. He was offered two hundred fifty thousand to do both, five times the amount he received for the original one, but he demanded one million dollars. Um, he to did play s- tank. To play tank. Yep. He uh, sued the company for not honoring a verbal promise and ring contract that he that he had for the sequels. He later claimed that the uh, Wachowskis tried to slander him and intentionally false statements, causing him to be blackballed in Hollywood. Um, in 2018, he released a documentary on YouTube called The Marcus Chong Story, in which he made further accusations against the studio that denied him royalties, forced him to sign a fake contract, and even tried to silence him, as well as former colleagues from the movie. So he went on the deep end, folks. <laughs> yeah, I looked into a lot of that stuff. He, apparently, he really does just sound like a crackpot most of the time. Like, most of his, like, takes are just, like super far out there with no actual like hold <laughs> in reality i don't know why yeah, i just went on like a I, deep, liked like I think i saw it on reddit at some point where he was just like tanks fucking crazy yo <laughs> i really liked him in one and then like when when i first saw this movie I'm like oh that's crummy that he lost uh, he's not there well because yeah, he's supposed fr- to be like the fourth yeah. member of the team He's yeah. not supposed to be like as important, but then we get Link, and then it just finds out that Link is dating or uh, is dating the sister of Dozer and Tank. So that's how we fill him in the spot, which the actress was supposed to be Aaliyah for uh, Link's girlfriend, but that's... she uh, she uh, since Aaliyah passed away. Um, they filled her role with someone passed away. She was killed by the Illuminati and you know it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Where is she? by R. Kelly and we know it. It's one of those. There's a lot of like conspiracy theories about how Aaliyah died. The R. Kelly program. <laughs> the what not? No, I know. The <laughs> plane crash. The way that Keith Sweatland wishes his life was the R. Kelly story. Oh, that would be a good training program. <laughs> um, to do what exactly, Keith? I don't know. Just get, get peed on, you know, for an, like an hour. And then you just get jacked back out into the real world. And they're like, well, how was it? Do you know R. Kelly was peeing on underaged people, right? Yeah. So the I'm not sure what the training would accomplish by having that. But... Um, the, <laughs> the, the actress that played uh, Link's girlfriend was uh, the daughter of Marvin Gaye. Nona Gay is her name. Well, it sure sure helps to have a famous rich parents in Hollywood. There it is. (laughs) And then the person who plays uh, the wife for Dozer and stuff is actually like one of my favorite, like B-rated actresses. I don't know if you guys remember those old, like these are like 
old CW shows where it was like these three like god what was it It was like 2323 or something it was like a future show about like (laughs) three women who were like super strong and she was in it and then she was also (laughs) in one of my favorite usa uh series called suits jesus those are Uh, deep cuts i just love really (laughs) shitty usa series she was in the movie what is she what's her uh gina torres uh she was also in Firefly. Cleopatra. It was like Cleopatra oh, twenty three twenty three. That's right. She was in Firefly. She was in the movie because at the time she was married to Lawrence Fishburne. Jesus, damn, See? that's a hot couple. Yeah, it is. Um. Uh, but yeah, this movie is just blue. Like watching it this time around because I watched it again this morning before we. Uh, all right, because me and Keith, because uh, I know me and Keith watched these like a couple weeks ago. Long time up ago. To, <laughs> Uh, resurrections and this I'm like you know I'll just put it on the background we watch it and I'm just like you know what it's not that bad but you know what is bad that damn kid <laughs> he's fine no he's we not. also learned so much see I don't think Joe has the connection to him that Keith and I have from the <laughs> animatrix because he has like one of the better like storylines in the animatrix about how he got oh, himself out I, of watched the matrix. I watched it I watched it and his oh, so, he got him, but he, then how do you hate him? He got himself he, out of the matrix. You know, he, here, here, he's here's like the how, only one that's ever done that. Here's how I'm going to compare you to to him, Rick. You have the shaved head like him, Keith. You're annoying like him, and that is why. First of all, my head's not even shaved anymore. I've been going to an actual hairdresser, the same one you go to, sir. Well, got well you know cut. what I mean. You and, know and what Joe, I mean. you don't have to go throw around throwing around insults. Oh, oh Gary. <laughs> but what I will throw around is uselube.com where you can get yourself a 20% discount called Kill the Kid, and you get 25% <laughs> off use Apparently, uh Joe wants Zion to fall. I do. I'm 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 pro machine. Well, yeah, the I think we should we should probably touch on some of our animatrix highlights. I think what's some some moments that stuck out. I like the, the the cool things in the animatrix to me were the moments where they showed how different people were busting out or got close to busting out of the matrix. So like that kid just believed so hard in Neo that he like leapt off a roof, and they he suicided and just happened to end up in the matrix. So cool. He just his his brain was on like that level, and then like the sprinter guy that sprinted so hard that he like started to warp reality or warp the matrix and caught the attention of the agents dude i <clears throat> like showing the actual war that built up between man and human yeah and also fully being able to leave, believe that man would do like the stupid ass stuff man did <laughs> and like you kind of side with the machines at first because you're like man they just want to live and like we're like really fighting that and yeah. trying to stop them from living and then the machines kind of just go power crazy and you know murder all of us and tell us that we're their fleshy slaves now it's like oh, <laughs> oh yeah and they really they really pushed the fleshy part in a lot of those they're like the the bones cracking in the sprinting one squeezing out the eyeballs of the the robot servant dude that kind of kicked the whole thing off it's real gross yeah it's it very is. violent and the the, they show the they show how it, but we know it was us that <clears throat> excuse me we know it was us that scorched the sky like when they showed that part I, I thought that was pretty pretty rad but yeah with the matrix itself it blew up so the Wachowskis and everybody so they, what they did was they 
got the sequels. So we did Matrix Reloaded. We did Matrix Revolutions. We had the Animatrix, the cartoon illustrations of nine different stories to discuss what the Matrix is and how people got there. They came out with video games. They came out with uh, comic books. So like they threw, they put everything in their, you know, in their basket at once. And it's just like, you can tell for this with, for matrix reloaded, how maybe you'd put too much in the basket at the time to clarify some stuff. Cause like uh, watching this again, and like you have the war between machines and the humans, I think it would have been a lot cooler if we saw more of the machine side to see, you know, what the beef what the beef is with humans because I mean, we just know that mainly the fact that humans were trying to wipe them out and destroy them yeah but it would have been cool if we had other things to know more go into deep depth about situations see the you know future spoilers you know we see the machine world in revolutions it'd be a little bit cooler if we saw them in this one that's my take. I mean, we yeah. got some in Animatrix of Zero One. Yeah, they even do. in the cradle of Earth. Well, and that's if that's if nobody else has seen the movie, though. If if that's that's for you saying because you saw we saw Animatrix, a lot of people didn't. I just saw Animatrix a couple of weeks ago for my okay. fir- for the first time, and unlike Keith, who saw it probably when it came out. I have a funny story about when it came out. So I remember. The, the ad campaigns for it really pushed the uh, the CG uh, episode. The There's last like the, one, the last story. The, the the flight of the Osiris. If I remember correctly, weren't those like a? Didn't they show them on Adult Swim or something? Ooh. And like they were I edited. Think, I think they did. Because I remember right. like it was actually like released as like episodic, and like, like then they eventually did. they made Animatrix, like combining them all. Or maybe it was an internet thing. Maybe they just released online. I'll See, look it up. I'm, I'm not sure about that, but I remember when I went down to Hollywood Video to rent it, I skipped immediately to the CG one because I was like, oh man, look at these computer-generated graphics. This is going to be sick. And I think The Flight of the Osiris is like my least favorite one. <laughs> really? Which, I love that one because it was, actually is like a straight tie-in to the movie. Oh yeah, it's like the it's the whole premise of uh, would that be the mate is that the whole premise of like Matrix 2 and 3 really because it's like oh the robots are here and that's like what they die to figure out well no they just well they come across it and then they die trying to get the message like yeah. get a message drop for the rest of them to know yeah oh and another quick animatrix highlight for me the horrible uh abuse they put that woman through when they like offer her the blue pill to go back black out and it's just like a training question they didn't offer a pill. It was the dude was trying to like, I was trying to escape or make a deal. No, it was. Uh, I don't know if that was like her lover or whatever, but it was the connection of him trying to be like, no, we need to like, we need to go back into the matrix. Like, yeah. fuck this world. Like, yeah. knowing <laughs> sucks. They put her through this whole trauma, and then she wakes up and just hits him. Uh, that, that, that part was sick. Which is a part of my misogynistic side <laughs> of these two movies is in the Animatrix is like every single female operator in that, like for some reason when they would plug in, were in their underwear. <laughs> yeah. Well, none of the men were. It was very, very odd. And then, uh, Adult Swim did uh, air see, uh, the Animatrix uh, nice. to, pro- to, uh, to help promote um, the Matrix Revolutions. It came. It did twice in April, 
uh, to promote the DVD release of the Matrix Revolutions, and uh, and just on December nineteenth of this year, of last year, twenty twenty one, to to promote Resurrections. Oh, nice. So wait, Animatrix came out after Revolution. No, Adam Animatrix came out in 03. It just came out okay. in 04 to promote the DVD release. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one another thing I didn't like about this movie, and it's the fact that once you have Neo as Superman, but you have to find ways to you know lower his power range down because like at the end of one he goes into agent smith with ease you know to destroy him and but throughout the whole movie he's dealing with agents you know real wars and vampires and he has to and he struggles with them and it's just the idea of the fact that you know at, at the end of matrix one you have superman but now you have to lower him powers down to make him equal and have a challenge instead of just boom, boom, boom. We're done. I think the only one he struggled with maybe was like the ultimate Smith fight. But even then, like they would get punches on him, but like it, they didn't do any damage to him. Yeah. But like, like even it, in his real world body, like we saw in the first one, like when you were taking damage, like you would start spitting up blood and stuff like he couldn't just wipe the floor with them, I guess, but they they could barely touch him. I yeah, I agree, but the, like yeah, our first fight sequence is, is with him and the agents, and it's just like even the agents a little you know ooh he, like the reason he has to go uh, he has some issue with agents fighting them off is because he goes huh upgrades so like <laughs> yeah, they, they you know they very intentionally drop that line to try and like make it a semi like even, even fighting field yeah. I guess. So I think what I think you're getting at here I think is one of the because I'm last episode, I advertised myself as a Matrix Two and Three defender, and I still do like Matrix Two and Three when we get to that one. But I think what they what they struggle with in Two, which I think is like the worst of the series, probably, is that they had a Matrix One was a whole movie, like the story was done at the end of Matrix One. Like we just assumed at the end that Matrix used the super Neo used the Superman powers to free all the Matrix and defeat the robots, and that's all done. So they had to like come up with ways to. Like complicate things so like the, the the neo the neo struggling didn't like coming up with ways for neo to struggle didn't bug me as much because they had to i mean it had, there had to be a plot so but i think the things that does bug me is they are clearly like kind of spinning their tires in this movie like oh shit we need to like we need to build a story here we got to do something because like we we need some movies this needs to be a trilogy there's like yeah. a whole matrix one's a whole trilogy like inside of itself, like in there in all the Neo fights, there are really not many one on one fights because of the fact that he is the one now. So like mm -hmm. every fight he does, it's okay. He's facing two upgraded agents. When he's facing the Merovingian guys, it's three to four guys. When he fights Agent Smith, it's you know forty of them. So there's never there's never a fair fight because of the fact that you know you have a superpower guy. So you have to outnumber him to try to see if level the playing field. Oh, that also made for really cool fights, though. Like, <laughs> except the Agent Smith fight, which like that did not hold up in my brain at all. Like, it just felt really clunky. On then they drove dove into full animation, which they did a couple times in this movie. That just did not look good. 
No, like it's, I would tell it was you so that... drawing, like jumping from like live action into that. I'm like, it's so night and day different. Why are we doing this? So what they did was, I can tell you this, and this has nothing to do with the budget. They spent a hundred million on graphic, uh, on special effects, and what they did with uh, the multiple agent Smiths was they made a mold of him, and then they um, like copied the mold. So what they did is they CGI'd Hugo Reaving on a couple, and then they just hired a lot of actors that had the same frame and build as Hugo Reaving, <laughs> and just put the put the mold over him to. Uh, you know, have that effect. And I will tell you, even, even in the time at the movie theater, when I watched it for the first time, the effects were okay, but I was not blown away because it's like, it's like any movie action movie, any sci-fi movie that did fantastic on low budget. And since they're getting the sequel, they get a lot more money. And then they're like, let's over, let's overblow this. The green screen for me was so bad. Like when they would do like the super drawn out shots of Zion and stuff. I'm like, people aren't even clearly walking on flat platforms. Like stuff looked (laughs) fucking angled that they were walking on. I'm like, this looks so garbage. Let's see the, there was a, some of the shots I thought in Zion looked pretty good. Like when they first show up and they've, they've, you first see the mechs that become important in the revolutions. One of them, one of them does a finger twirl with a gun and puts it back in its holster. I thought that was pretty, just, just like thought, good touch. And then just I thought like the they were cool. I thought those were cool too. Like the like the arm or what, uh, what you said, what you call them, the mech. Mm-hmm. It's like you know their version of from Aliens. That's right. But the I but for me, it's the fact like it's once again they maybe built one. And then they just duplicated it for the CGI of having multiple. And it's like, I thought the Aliens version looked a lot better than what they gave us <laughs> in this one. And Aliens came out in what? 82? 83? It's like... 86. Because even now, like, CG just isn't good enough. Like, mm-hmm. it's so, like, clear. Especially when you mix in, like, people with it. That it's clearly someone holding something on green screen that gets created around them later. Yeah, it it's um, like when when we when we like this when we do them later on the Star Wars movies like Ewan McGregor's come out and how he's doing the Obi Wan Kenobi show and he's like I'm actually enjoying doing this because I can see people because in the prequel movies they just had to look at a tennis ball and like act. Dude, it was so funny watching like the behind the scenes stuff for the prequels and how it was just literally on a blue screen the entire time. I'm like, that looks miserable. Yeah, that just hurts my eyes. Uh, but I mean, outs- like when they would do the clo- like when they did the Morpheus speech and they would do just the singular cabin shot, cavern shot. Yeah, that looked great. But then they would do the shot from behind him. And I'm like, oh, that looks like dog shit. They had a they had a thousand extras, and then they just duplicated them to make it look, you know, like a couple thousand. Like, and so. I don't even think we needed that drawn out shot. Like, I felt like the cavern itself and the way they were being like, "There's tons of people here," was enough to like establish how many people were there and the sound of it. Like, I feel like the actual like behind him shot was so unnecessary to really give scale. Like, you could give scale in different ways than the way they did it. And it could have been better. 
I agree with you. Some of the CG was not as great in this movie. I still think if you remove it from the series and place it among other action movies that exist, I think it still looks pretty spectacular. Like I, well, while you were talking about that, I was thinking about the beach scene in Eternals and how just awful and sanitary. And you need to get off yeah. of the Eternals. No, it's a stuff. useful, it's literally like, that's like the peak of where we're at. Well, don't worry, Keith. You can watch it on Disney Plus, so you're gonna be fine on that. So, So, like, jerk off to that. You're also comparing it to a movie that was made during, like, in the middle of the worst pandemic of our (laughs) lifetimes, though. So, I feel like you're a little like, and I don't even like Eternals, but I feel like you've gone a little off the deep end on your hatred of Eternals. It's fun to, I think it's a fun comparison. It's a fun comparison piece because that movie was pushed as this, like, special, this, like, these are like gods on earth. And there should be some big spectacles, but all we got was like finger guns with lasers coming out of them. When we just dis- when we discuss Eternals in the our Marvel <laughs> review, we're we're we'll get to that. But we're talking about Matrix right now, buddy. Okay. Anyways, getting back to the Matrix, like the world they, I thought I felt Zion seemed lived in. It seemed like a real place. Like so, I like the CG. No, the atmosphere was great. It's just like when they would do like the, the effects, large scale yeah. shots, yeah, like yeah. when they would pull back to show a larger scale. To me, it looked like it looked a very flat 2D image on a green screen. Like like the scene where Neo's can't sleep and then like the you know congressman or what one of the counselor men shows up and like, oh, I can't sleep. And you know, they discuss about how Zion has to li- lives off machines and this is crazy that they're at war. Like that scene, I don't mind that at all. I it's just that, what we're looked great. Like, like what were Ricky scene- saying? And the scene the where they scene, actually yeah. turned off the lights to crew, yeah. like, and they had this crazy, like, nighttime atmosphere, that looked amazing. That was it's, so cool to me. It, it's just the 10,000 people in the cave. Yeah, that looks like duplicated garbage. 10 times to look like there was more yeah. than what they should be. Peter Jackson did crowds better with the Lord of the Rings movies. There you go. But again, that's but, because uh, he was using real people. Yeah. But, uh, it's just it's that thing now where like CG was fun for a while, but <laughs> CG's garbage. Like, just. And also costs like about the same, if not more. So just do it real. Oh, and I got one thing about that conversation with the what, councilman. What's his name? What's his title? I, I'm just call him councilman since yeah, they have like councilman. six of them. Yeah. But anyways, the, another like these movies continue to like I was talking about the politics in the first movie and how spectacular they are, I think, because it's all about questioning authority and pushing against norms. But they do that continually in this movie because there, there's a part where Neo questions the councilman because, like, why is it there's nobody like my age on the council? Why is it there's it's such a good because, like, what does that guy say? He's like, when you're old, you no longer like try to like make choices or something. You just ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, is that why there's no one my age on the council? Exactly. And the guy just smiles at him weirdly, like, you weren't supposed right. to ask that question. No, I, yeah, I love it. These, yeah, but this movie does it too. It just, it like. You push against authority like the cops are bad <laughs> that's that's kind of the, the, what i take away from these movies <laughs> yeah uh the actress gloria foster who played the oracle died for the end of shooting of matrix uh the second film she did most of her scenes uh for the movie but none for the third um or uh enter the matrix they future spoiler they have a new actress mary alice who replaces her to be the oracle and we find out, you know, they, you know, knock us on the head on why. But one cool thing is that the fact that those two like were close, good friends. So that's the that's why they like they brought her in to have have her just replace her because they look alike and they were close friends. 
So that's how, and in revolutions, we're going to see a new, new Oracle. What's funny is like how easily explainable that is within this world. It's like, we're programs. I can change how I look whenever I want to. Yeah. It's it's the most like, it's the most graceful casting change you could ever have done. It was awesome. Like literally in the newest one, they completely changed one of the main characters and it actually completely works and was understandable in the way they did it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, Uh, dude, we're programs. I can fucking look like a snobberry pink dog if I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about one agent Smith who's no longer agent Smith. He's just Smith now. And so when the new one came out or well, not new one, when the, when it came out originally, I was so confused on how he's back during the movie because he's just like, when they have the meeting in the beginning and he shows up and, you know, Neo senses that Smith's there, ne- you know, Smith hands the guy, the, his earpiece. And it's like, let Neo know he set me free. In the movie theater, I'm like, what does the hell does that even mean? And it just turns out that Smith is now a virus. Yeah. He's ready. <laughs> I think because I haven't because I went into um resurrection completely blind because I wanted to, because it was like Ooh, I wanted fun. the blind go into it because like I wanted to see how they established like that gap in time between the movies. So I feel like in resolution revolution they'll talk more like the machines will be more worried about this epic virus that's just been taking them because i felt like they gave no weight to like the agents should have been way more worried about like this virus that's just infected their system it should have been a three-way you know you know like in that way of the fact that the agents are in that the agents are always after the hackers aka trinity neo and morpheus but they should have been more worried about Okay, didn't you just blow up in the last you know last time we saw you? You're <laughs> and you you're... continually like infect pe- person after person and like take yeah. over our agents. Like, why is that not like a bigger like at least on par threat to the I overall think, like sanity of the matrix? I think it's because of the fact that doesn't he take over one of the agents early in the movie? And then I think like that might be a, a play of because doesn't he walk into like walk up to one like in the very beginning yeah. and he's like yeah and, the, and now you're me boom but got you don't think, but it also felt like he'd been doing that for a while because like there's so many of them mm-hmm. at some points like he can't just like i mean i guess he could just be quick replicating this way but i don't know it just it felt weird like how little weight his character had to the to the robot side comparative of like having this program being so like out there what's that really hammy funny line that smith says during the multi during the burly brawl i think i think they call it where he's like me me too oh yeah that's it yeah (laughs) me i i I think it's still worth shouting at hugo weaving killing it he he doesn't he's he's not like smith in matrix one but he's still good he's like he's still he's still he's still smith he's still hugo weaving but i think on the on the just going back to a little bit what i said about the movie really pushing you to question authority like neo's defeat of smith like literally makes encourages and inspires him to like rebel against the system kind of and become his like virus become his like kind of rebellious self as smith so where he wants to have his own mission do his own thing it, it's like it's the fact of like just the confusing part of when when he you know neo goes inside him in one and then he comes out and he blows up and it's just like how is this guy back like <laughs> What like what did he do to get back into this world? There's a part of me that wants them to touch on um, 
like I wish in the conversation with the architect, he would have been like, so has there always been a Smith? And the yeah, architect would have been like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> like uh, this dude who's been doing all this, like there should have been more of a breakdown, like to really establish how different. Because they yeah. drop a lot of subtle hints through the entire movie of like, they hit you in the face for like through the movie of, oh, you're so different from your predecessors. Da, 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 da. Like they're really trying to establish like, all right, this has happened, but there's something different about this one. And like mm-hmm. even Agent Smith and like being this virus in the system is something that's so different from the previous matrices. And why like <laughs> before humankind has always chosen or the one uh, has always chosen to just continue the cycle instead of risk the entire annihil- annihilation of humankind. Well, and I'm, I'm excited to get to revolutions because like the last scene in revolutions touches on that a little bit and Hugo Weaving just kills it. But yeah, no, that, that'd be cool to get a little more, have some more Smith lore, some more Smith exposition. I agree. That'd it, be cool. It, in the uh, fight, there was 190, 195 copies with Smith. Nice. That Neo fight. In this one? Or in, 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 in there's the another fight, fight in, in Revolution. It, it's in this fight I'm looking at. Reloaded. It's called the, this is called the Burly fight. The Burly Brawl. Mm. Burly, Burly Brawl. Fight, yeah. And I was trying to see how long it was. And it's just like, it was about like 10 minutes. I would say probably too long. Yeah, it was a little long. And then there, the sound effects, while funny, were a little out of place. Like the bowling pin noise. Yeah. In that scene, <laughs> it was funny. Don't they just made wrong. a lot of weird choices with like action effects sounds and just like music they would yeah. put into actual fight sounds. Like it wasn't as crisp and clean. Yeah. And because there were just moments where you like were jarring and would take you out of it and be like, really? Whereas in one, like everything just was so silky smooth and kept you in the moment. Although, like something I kind of have to respect about that is you can the Wachowskis were swinging for the fences, though they were like going, they were really trying oh, yeah. to go out there. They were trying to like, like the idea of a hundred ninety Smiths fighting Neo is crazy and like pretty cool. But I this think is that's also the getting idea, to the yeah. point where they were super full of themselves and were kind of yeah. dickholes. <laughs> I think that's the idea of the fact that since you know they did the masterpiece of bullet time. So they're like, what can we do to try to one up bullet time for us? Yeah. I got it. Over Dude. 200 clones of one, yeah. one actor. Just, Even what yeah. they did to improve bullet time in this movie though, the bullet time moments in this movie were so good. <laughs> was that, do they do the, is that when they dive at each other and they're shooting? They do the bullet time with, with when uh, with Trinity's Trinity. jumping from the yeah. agent at the beginning and end of the movie. Boy, that speaking of, we're about to rank set pieces a little later. The or Trinity crashing the motorcycle into the power plant was wild. So, like, did she have like nukes strapped to that motorcycle? <laughs> uh, Rick, I don't That's know if you know this, but but when a uh, when a more uh, a motorcycle drops from like a you know forty story building, it just blows up. With a fire, like, I tires, understand the, the tires up, can't the, handle the tires the can't handle the that impact. St- it's like when the semis collided and then an explosion the size of like a 500 pound bomb went off. I my assumption is, <laughs> I would say my assumption is some guy was going to do that at work and Trinity just did the job for him. <laughs> it's like, you, you found a motorcycle up. strapped with high explosives. 
you can blame a lot of that stuff on well it's the matrix it's sort of like the yeah in in, in dota the dragons there's a concept called the ifm rule it's fucking magic <laughs> to, to explain plot away like, so no, we're it, just saying that just the magic. matrix like they didn't quite get the oxygen right so it's like yeah. a little too heavy and yeah, do you think that's, did you think that's air you're exploding in <laughs> <laughs> or like when when morpheus shoots underneath the the suv and it just has that absurd explosion <laughs> <laughs> but it looked, we haven't talked you know, at all about our favorite characters in this movie no order, yeah the hey, white dread ghosts please please try carefully i i love these guys <laughs> no 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 i like the twins i just felt like they uh were just bitches in this movie because like you like there was a scene <laughs> like i love them they fucking no, no, they, sucked but i love them they were underused oh the they scene were, when they shoot the when they shoot his hand i love when they shoot his hand they they shoot, yeah didn't, do enough with the fact that they were like oh yeah dude you know all that shit through lore and stuff about vampires and werewolves and ghosts oh yeah that shit's real that's just like broken programs i love that that. was such cool lore drop that i did not realize from like my youthful years till now i'm like oh shit all those people are like vampires and werewolves it's a dope explanation of like like how like how like how does ghost sightings work in real in, in real world like no they saw it it was just like their brain wasn't equipped to like handle what they saw so like there was like the matrix had some renegade program that could like walk through a wall or something <laughs> and like we have twins that are they're uh, their morphing effect or uh inspiration like shift or something uh jellyfish oh interesting and like i was like oh that's cool we should be able to ha- like there was like a scene of like one of them gr- like gives like neo like a grin I'm like okay so we should get like a fight between the twins and the neo because they're both powerful beings and then it's just like oh no they fight they go on a chase against trinity and morpheus who has the key maker (laughs) it's just like you could have done a lot more and then like the idea of the fact like that the twins die via the fact that morpheus cuts a suv in half and then shoots at it and blows up and i'm like did they die though i thought they kind of just like got blown away they they died it's oh because like in the movie like they just see them kind of like being like they like they like go invisible and stuff no they full-on died oh that's stupid i thought they just kind of like got blown away and like were too far away from the action to me they came off pretty scary to me like they were an unstoppable force for a while they were but but they didn't do anything like it took morpheus like morpheus himself to stop them that's what it took right but that means they're also weaker than agents because morpheus can't beat agents and Morpheus isn't that, and I think too- that tracks with movie logic. I think so. I, in my mind, I don't think Morpheus is that powerful. He he has the wisdom, but he doesn't have the, <laughs> you know, like fight moves of. I don't know. You know, Morpheus always gets the hand me down battles, <laughs> and sadly, he's, the twins were hand me downs. He's more of a teacher than a doer. Well, I mean, yeah, Neil would have like smoked them. <laughs> Um, but but well, we, the, we're all we're all talking around it. This is all they're all they're like part of they're like a primary part of like the the center of like heart action set piece of this movie, which is that chase scene. Well, before we let's let's talk about the Merovingian who oh, yeah, who's, who's their the boss. Who uh he what is it that he, everything like, has it he's an exile, fate. right? Is the term they're given. 
Yeah, he's an exile. He talks about causality. Causality, <laughs> fate. Uh, I love that conversation. <laughs> Therefore, I, I make peace. horny cakes. Yeah. You know, she wants to bang now because of the fact that I sent her a cake. Is that my fault? No, it's her. You know, it's just. Am I kind of a rapist? Sure. <laughs> yeah, qu- questionable sexual motives. <laughs> questionable. Where is the Mary Benjamin? Is my wife like... mad at me now? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Does she kill one of my werewolves? Yes. Dude, the Mary, the way the way the like when the Mary talking about lipstick, but lipstick. Like I love just like the that perform. He's so good. He's a great bad guy. Like, the, it's you not see, on your mouth, honey. Yeah. One of the quotes you see there is only one constant, one universal. It's the only real truth: casualty, action, reaction, cause, and effect. <laughs> Yeah, like, I like him. I liked really... him this time, but I didn't when I first watched this him, movie. Like, did a really good job of saying a lot of words without ever actually saying anything. Yeah, it's oh, a yeah. lot of people talking absolute gibberish nonsense. Well, in watching this movie again, it, it puts you like the Merovingian's scary. Like he's he's very powerful. He controls a lot. He has a lot. He has a he he's, he he like controls a lot of program. He has a lot of he has a lot of programs in it, like under his umbrella that he has power over. So he is a, and that he's he, like he has the key maker, and that's a big deal in itself too. That he's like able to hold this important force of the matrix. But like in the end, he's also useless and like powerless because he's just there to serve the purpose. Like he's just another part of the architect's <laughs> plan to reboot. Like it's what makes the architect so crazy is that once you get to that point, it's like everything you've been doing. It's like preordained. Like this is all just part of a plan. It's happened five times. This is the sixth Sixth, matrix. Six times. So this has already happened five times. (laughs) The Merovingian, sometimes called the Frenchman, he is a self-described as a trafficker of information. Um, Merovingian really uh, behaves much as a leader of powerful organized crime syndicate. Um, Him and his wife operate a smuggling ring providing a haven of exiled programs in the Matrix. Exiled programs, yeah. And he knows about the predecessors, too. That, to me, like tells me that he's in pretty pretty big medicine. He's pretty important. But again, just serving a purpose. Yes. Um, Yes. But yeah, I you know, watching that scene again, I'm like, that's pretty awesome. Like, just him describing, you know, like, this time around kind of understanding what words are now. And knowing what he's talking about, it's just like, okay, I get it now. I get it. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird going into this, being like, God, this. Oh, can't wait for this to not make any sense. And then be like, Oh, oh makes total. Well, that makes total sense. The lipstick. Yeah, you know, it's just like. Um, well, and you can take you can because Matrix lore is pretty like bonkers. Like what what's real, what's not. What are the Matrix? What are the matrices? But like on the surface, it's a pretty simple, just man man versus machine war story like it's a um, like it's a not that terribly complex of a story but it's complex if you want it to be and neither side is like actually all that bad or all that good <laughs> um i could try and see uh the mary vision can also be seen uh, as the devil or the guardian of hell where the exile programs oh, cool. go as he's the owner of the club that we see in Revolutions Club Hell. I'm excited that's, for the That's Revolution. a little on the nose. And his and the husband of what's her name? Uh Persephone or something like that. Yeah. 
Persephone, yeah, that's Persephone. All, all of their the names wife? are extremely on the nose. Uh, Persephone, <laughs> there's not who, really who, any question about it. <laughs> yeah, whom is the wife of Hades, the god of dead yeah. in Greek mythology? Yeah. So, boom. So, yeah, watching this time, like, yep, the Merovingian is actually a scary guy that just was like, yeah, I can fuck you up if I want to, and a heartbeat because, like, even the line of when they when Trinity, Neo, and them go meet him for the first time. And they're at the elevator. And it's like, what are we doing now? Like, we're lucky we're alive right now. Like, that <laughs> oh, makes yeah. more sense now. Uh-huh. God, and just the whole bit, still with Morpheus, like, and it's just blind faith of being like, it will come. And then it comes. And then it's still all, like, was all pointless. It made, like, there was no way to end the war this way. It was all just made up by the robots. And you're getting played. Oh, it's yeah. just so good. I just love watching Morpheus's like belief system come crushing down around him. <laughs> like, like, but he doubles down. He doubles yeah, he, down he, on it all. And ultimately, he's right in the end. <laughs> but like, it, it wasn't because of any prophecy. Like his prophecy yeah. was fake. It's just Neo decided to be better and like break mm-hmm. the chains. When when the scene like we discussed earlier about how Neo is like, hey man, you know this person told me this is all fake, and he's just like, oh. Like in my mind, like that's like a relationship just breaking up right there. Like, you know, like the fact of like Neo's like Morpheus, like, hey man, not cool. Like, it it was their first argument, and Morpheus lost. No, and now he's just taking it as like a. um, So we never get like the real answer, but I wonder if Neo was the first one who never really believed he was the one. That's, that would, that's, part that was of a, what, that's a part of what makes it work. Because <laughs> that was a big part of in the first one when the Oracle's like, to be the one, you have to believe you're the one. He's like, I don't fucking believe I'm the one. Like, that's a stupid thing. Like, that's not true. No, no, that's real. I would love to see some of the what the previous Matrix worlds look like. Oh, that'd be such a sweet dive. Like, yeah. get the like the predecessors in that same spot type situation. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, oh, the Merovingian, one more thing. Uh, Persephone said, uh, has said that Merovingian used to be like Neo when she recalled initially falling in love with him. As the Merovingian adaptness pertains to sub- subtle rather than gross manipulation of information, he may not have been a previous one, but regardless, he's still capable of some degree of manipulation of information as evidence to elude uh, how he eludes Neo's pursuit by rewriting the door to lead to uh, That's right. the cliff. Yeah, because well, yeah, he's like a next level program on terms with like the Oracle. Like there's next level programs whose entire (laughs) job is just to help do the next reset. So like he has to have some like certain level of higher level knowledge. It's like in for this movie, <laughs> he's got, we find he's got administrator privileges. Yeah. Essentially, like, essentially that's what that is. He does. So it's like the idea of the movie of you have the architect, you have you have the oracle, and then it's like administration office number one, the Merovingian, <laughs> and then it's like the agents or the you know yeah. lackeys and stuff. But they're all after the key maker who I keep calling the key master. Is it key key master key maker? That's key something maker. that I don't quite get what, like what sort of program is the key maker? Like what, what does he do? Um, let me see if I can find it for you, but like, they're all, they're all after him mm-hmm. as oh, wait, hang on. No, wait, come on. Key maker. Where are you? Yeah. Are you? Oh, he's a rogue program. Cool. 
Um, like rogue rogue program. Nothing's a rogue program. It's all made by the architect for a reason. <laughs> the keymaker was a program created to open up the door to, to the source for the one. Yeah. In the sixth matrix, he was kept prisoner by the Merovingian during the time he was saved by Ni- uh during which time he was saved by Niobe and Ghost from an agent. Morpheus and Neon Trinity, with the help of Persephone, managed to free the keymaker. He's saved by Niobe and Ghost in the video game. I recall. That's right. Oh, yep, that's cool. Well, and the, that whole, the whole, it's basically a heist. They're doing, they're doing some like Ocean's Eleven shit to make this yeah. thing happen. Everything has to time perfectly. And one of the, the reasons why I personally kind of like them showing it terribly going wrong in the opening scene of the movie is that, like, oh man, like this is about to fail miserably. Like, how's Neo going to get out of this one? And like that, that, uh, that tension, I think that builds some tension by showing Trinity getting blasted in the start. I just, I always hate that dynamic. Don't show yeah. me parts of the movie that are in the movie later because you're giving it away. Mm-hmm. But they're after him. And then we get the, the infamous, basically, LA, you know, chasing of, hey, what do we do when we're in chasing? Like, never get on the freeway. What do we got to do? Get on the freeway. I forgot the about that line. That's a cool line. Of freeway. Yeah. So, I they think, built that freeway, right? Oh yeah. Um, I think yeah. I I think I. Well, they built like two the, miles or something. It's like a two mile loop. Maybe let me look it up. But I had it. One somewhere. of the so you can tell they built it and the shots all the back over the walls all look kind of funny. Like when you're, I, I just watched that scene again just like right before we recorded, and something that struck me was why I think that scene looks really cool, even though it's kind of cheesy that like. Oh well, they're like they're clearly in the desert, and they had to like CG in like cities in the backgrounds, like o- over the wall. And I think it reminds me of there's a scene in Final Fantasy VII where you're on a road on a motorcycle weaving through traffic, like fighting. And it reminds me of Final Fantasy VII, and I think the Wachowskis love video games. That scene was very video gamey. Well, they do that in Enter the Matrix because you have to be Niobe and you have to get to uh, Morpheus before he falls off the the tank. So basically you have to drive in the freeway while agents are trying to slow you down and you just have to speed through it all. I think my only problem with it was like, there was one part where like, eventually I just kind of realized that they were just looping and like, it really drew me out of it to where I was like, Oh, that kind of just killed it for me. It it was a 1.4 mile, three lane loop highway was built specifically for the chasing on decommissioned Alameda Point Navy base, and then it was destroyed once completing uh, filming was done. Cool. <laughs> they wouldn't just keep it to like use for other films eventually. I don't know. It makes, it makes movies look good. Like I thought, I personally thought the chase looked spectacular. I so, thought like, it was cool, but it's I in my mind too. It was a little long, just a little bit long, like mm-hmm. that, and then the Agent Smith Neo fight. A little long. Cut it two to three minutes. We'll be fine. Like the yeah. sex scene, the the orgy, <laughs> leave, the orgy. Leave don't uh, don't yeah, say your next or, sentence. Leave it in. Could have been no, longer, Joe. I think you're right. I think that scene could have been longer. The orgy sex scene was like five minutes, almost four minutes, with more awkward drag across chest level screenshots for some reason. <laughs> you can totally see their nipples. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, just, everyone grinding on each other it was a lot a lot of yeah, like, nips. I, I like that they just it was okay we're realistic keith talking here yes that scene was excessive <laughs> thank <laughs> but you but i like the energy they were building there because they all knew the world was about to end so they were like it was like 
they were gonna party like it's 1999 and i as an like, like it totally makes sense what they're doing they're all yeah. full of just like pure fear and like yeah. emotion so like and they just like the little belief they have in them from one of their like higher power people was just like dude it's gonna be fine let's just like <laughs> blast off some of this energy like no it totally made sense for why it was happening it made like within the universe i'm like okay that makes sense like it's <laughs> Man, a bunch of people get... who are terrified and just yeah. trying to live in the moment yeah, and you have and you have your cult leader come up and give you a super incredible speech <laughs> machines uh this movie entered the guinness book of world records as the wildest film print run which means it had a run of 8517 copies sent out at the same time <laughs> interesting <laughs> Like to different but, movie theaters? Is that what that means? I think so, yeah. Uh, I like the idea of the, uh, like, I like the highway scene. I felt like it was like just a tad bit too long, but like, I like the music for it and I like the idea, of, like, but the music ruled. And I like scene. the idea of the fact that, okay, you have the Mary Vingian sending the ghost twins to go after the key maker and who's after Trinity and, uh, Morpheus and they can't fight them off because of the fact, like, okay, you're going to shoot me out of, you know, go you know ghost cloak mode. on you ghost mode but i ghost like the mode. fact that they put the agents in like hey let's not forget about us like yeah. here, one of your other main villains <laughs> and like i like the idea of the fact it's just like okay but what the agents could have done it's just honestly put one semi and flip it and then it's like all of a sudden you know the la traffic <laughs> you know what i mean like you could have you know, just you're done thinking that too lo- one of the things that bugs me about matrix is like if they can just jump into people whenever they see something, why don't they just always catch the hackers? Like anytime, <laughs> like any person in the matrix sees them or like, do they only have eyes on such like a limited spot of the matrix? And if that's true, why they're like an all powerful program. Why can't they see everything at any moment? I mean, maybe you can go back to they're all a bunch of like computer nerds in real life or something. I don't know. <laughs> Are the agents instead of being like unstoppable, like killing machines, more just like sheepdog and they're just there to intentionally like moving the story along so we can get to the reset point again. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like, like mindless sharks or something. Like they're yeah. just kind of there to make sure the herd doesn't get too big, but not like take the herd out altogether. Oh, I like the, I like the sheepdog comparison. That's pretty cool for the agents. That's a that's a badass metaphor. Good like job, they're Rick. just there to keep everyone in line and make yeah. sure like someone doesn't get too far off or make sure something doesn't come and kill like really important characters that are needed. Yeah. One of that, the go ahead, it suits the, oh sorry, I was just gonna say the, the sheepdog metaphor suits the theme of the movie of like you gotta walk in a straight line, you can't question what's around you, otherwise the you'll get bit. So you gotta I, get rescued. I, I like the I forget his name, the the Oracle's like right hand man. Oh, the Seraph. Seraph? Yeah. I liked him. Oh, um, he was good. They offered Jet Lee the role, and he was like, I'll do it if you give me Keanu Reeves money. And they said, No, we're good. Cool. <laughs> they they tried really hard to make that guy look as Jet Lee as possible, though. Uh, but like I, I like it's like what we discussed earlier about the Neo power and how that was the honestly the first one-on-one fight, but for some reason Seraph could handle Neo. But then all of a sudden he's like, all right, we can stop now because I just want to make sure I could trust you. I thought that that tells you how badass Seraph is, though. I think that's pretty cool. Is that like Seraph is able to go toe to toe. That's true. 
Um, his, his kung fu is strong. <laughs> uh, Keith probably knows this, but uh, Monica Bellucci and Keanu was in the uh, Brom Stoker's Frank uh, Dracula. Oh, Monica before. Bellucci was in Dracula. That's cool. yeah. I think he was one of the wives. She was one of the wives. Huh. Uh, any. Oh, I was just saying, I've been, I've been wanting to go back. I watched that when I was too young and didn't understand it, Bram Stoker's, because it was really weird. The movie's very weird. I've seen bits and pieces, but I've never seen yeah. Um, uh, Any scenes that you guys liked in this movie? Like, maybe or surprise you this time around? I mean, not besides what we already talked about. Like, just understanding the uh, architect better, stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, right? The... Bur- I was gonna okay. say I I like the architect scene. It, it's fun. It's I know on one of the cameras they show George W, which was kind of a nice touch. <laughs> I was way fun. prepared to come into this podcast before watching the movie, like to shit all over that scene from my memory, and then like watching it again, I'm like, oh, it's actually a really good scene. It's a good scene. I I like I said earlier. I I like the the uh, Will Ferrell one <laughs> just because like every time I see, it, I'm like in my head, I just go to Will Ferrell like yeah, all his feel. <laughs> well, uh, it's. It's um that 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 gives it up. That shows how good Will Ferrell was, though. That you cannot that scene that will not leave your brain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the burly brawl lasted nine minutes on screen, but it was involved in a three and a half year of post production work. Oh yeah, because wow. they had to do the whole fucking animated bit to it that looked yeah. bleh. Um, <laughs> I want to say the also the burly brawl took like a month to film. Um, I like this time around. I like the Merovingian scene of the in the hotel. Besides when the girl like climaxes, that's <laughs> some good ass cake. That's <laughs> some good ass cake. Look, we've all had a good enough dessert one time or another that went a little bit too exotic. Oh yeah, like a couple weeks ago, I had some blood orange cheesecake that had like a chocolate ganache on top of it. Oof. And in the architect scene, <laughs> since there's like the scenes of like all the monitors and then all of a sudden you see like the scenes of like neo freaking out of all the other or yeah. other egos displayed uh they all make the following outburst uh you can't control me i'm going to smash you to bits i'm going to fucking kill you nice. you can't make me do anything you old white prick cool <laughs> um but like i like i like that scene of like the the scenery like in the I, I do remember in the theater the scene of when the Nebuchadnezzar goes back to Zion for the first time and you're in pitch black but then they go to like the pure white scene of like the gate code like the gate uh people like to open the doors to the Nebuchadnezzar to come back to Zion that hurt my eyes so much <laughs> at the time it was like so dark and then yeah. all of a sudden so bright I think all the scenes of the Nebuchadnezzar flying still hold up just because of like what the dark sewer tunnels look like and like the sort of electric haze around the ship sort of disguises 20 year old CG. Yeah. Like I think, I think those still look good because it's like dark and hazy and it's still, so I think th- those scenes all hold up. Dude, the destruction of the Nebuchadnezzar and then Neo using his powers in the real world was so cool. Yeah. So I, that's, I was, I for, I'd completely forgotten about that scene. That was such a good scene. I was just going to bring this stuff up about that. Oh, the fact that we have the, the whole final sequence is the fact that it's like the heist way. Okay, we need a team to go do this. We need a team to do this. And we need uh, Neo and Morpheus to go here with the key maker. And then, um, what was his name? The, uh, 
um like uh the guy that um agent smith takes over and then is him in the real life a bane bane thank you and yeah. you see like bane you know or agent born in this world <laughs> darkness you say i love um, watching him do a hugo weaving impression for like right? many 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 lines <laughs> oh yeah like, that's it's, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not just like one line it's like his character is him doing an impression of hugo weaving there'll be there'll be a lot of discussion about revolutions for that coming up yeah. <laughs> but like the idea of the fact that you know we've discussed about how that's why trinity has to go into the matrix is the fact that she was told not to and then you know Bane kills his crew. So it's just like, okay, Bane. Uh, but then, you know, Neo does all this stuff. He saves more uh, Trinity. So does all the other ones go save Zion? The other five? No, they made the choice to restart the world. So they, they go all save, chose they to, to go the left to door. the right. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah they all right, chose right, yeah. to... Um, so the world would get destroyed, but then it was seven men and 13, 14 women, I think 21 yeah. people. Hell yeah, <laughs> seven men and 14 women. That's what I'm talking get released about. Released to repop, like, imagine that 21 people get released to then turn into a quarter of a million. Yeah, love it. So you have that, and then because Neo picks love, so that's why he saves Trinity this time, and he does what he did at the end of one of going, and he legit like puts her his hand inside her. To retrieve the bullet and then retrieve her heart. Oh, it was I so think touching. A much bigger moment than I realized at first. <laughs> and will and there's actually a big thing I want to talk about when we get to four and why yeah. some things happen the way they do in four. Because oh, okay. Neo going into people seems to make big changes to them. <laughs> well, and he leaves part of himself in them oh, that fun. changes them. Nice. Creating a triumvirate. And I think eventually we're gonna get in the Eiffel Tower in five, I think, between Smith neo and trinity interesting be, uh, that's the way the matrix will end that's so, the only it's the only logical conclusion no the matrix is a great love story like i think that's there is yeah. that yeah it is we'll, we'll get to it more in uh resurrections but resurrections the, yeah yeah but the mate yeah because resurrection is a love story like uh, but i love the idea of the fact that so we and so neo leaves the matrix after you know, successfully doing his part and then breaking uh, Morpheus' heart. The fact that, you know, like, bro, what you've been believing for the past so many years, it's all fake. The machines <laughs> have been feeding you. And then the robots come and attack their ship. But Neo, you know, like, I can sense them. So it's like, we start getting that fact of, you know, like he senses it beginning in the beginning with the robots attack because you go, oh, there's a bomb right there. Like they're setting up, they're going to nuke us right now. And then he uses his matrix powers to eliminate five. Very so what do you, what do you guys think of, why do you think that's possible? That's what I've been thinking about while we've been talking here. I like, I why is that possible that he can do it now in the real world instead of just matrix land? He is still connected. Like at some base level, he still has a connection to the matrix and, or at least a connect. Cause it's, a program that's just uh, like on the internet essentially it's just really high powered internet connection that everyone's yeah. on so he's on the ethernet cord he's on <laughs> wi-fi i remember oh, wi there was there, some, there was like there was like fun fun nerdy fan theories about why that means that I, that's also the matrix it's just another level of the matrix is that he can control it there but i never quite like 
that theory that Zion is also part of the Matrix. I think it's more it's just he has, but he still he has a connection because he went into the architect's office. Yeah, yeah. That he still has a connection to the machines, and like he's just able to centralize that ability and shut down those programs in a moment. In the moment, because in the well, end, the Sentinels are just programs. Well, I'm wondering if like because he like had that knowledge, he basically got a software update. <laughs> Neo did maybe yeah. So like I, he like when he visited because all of a sudden he knows all this new stuff. So he's like that's got to like fuck with your brain. I like the idea of the because he finds out like the prophecy the prophecy of the one is fake and Zion's gonna be destroyed in twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. And you know I liked I like uh, I like the scene. I, by the way, I like the scene of the hallway scene of them like the key maker being able to go through different doors. Like okay. <laughs> we can go here or go here and this, this, and then like the, you know, the 200 fucking Smiths show up again. But I don't know. It's like, I've been, I've been thinking about this too, about like, how is Neo still connected and just still like, there's not really that many answers on why. Well, you see Joe, the matrix actually like happened after coronavirus happened. So there he actually is. got those shots. He has 5g oh, in his system. There, it's all that 5g. Wait, wait, that was so, Bill Gates stopping those drones? Yes, yep. it was. <laughs> Bill Gates, so he could track you and stop Sentinels. <laughs> but, you know, the whole, like, uh, the whole ending of the movie is the fact that you see Bane, who's possessed by, or t- been taken over by uh, Agent Smith, is side by side by a passed out, mm-hmm. you know, tired Neo. No, he's a... Uh... What is he? He's in a coma. He's comatose. He's in a coma. Yeah. What do you guys feel? What do you guys feel about that being the ending of the fact of we we've been through a two-hour movie and then the end is just with him side by side with the enemy on the outside world. (laughs) I remember I was pissed off at the time, but then I'm thinking about it now, and movies never come like a sequel never comes out like six or eight months later. So like now yeah. we'll get we'll get a bullshit cliffhanger like that, but have to wait like two fucking years. <laughs> it felt one. a little cheesy, especially with the music they put over. Yeah, like bum, the bum, score bum. in this movie was so like just garbage <laughs> at times. I'm just like, oh, that was real cheesy. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's whatever. Like sometimes you need a good cliffhanger going into a final movie. Well, it felt so, like the end of a cartoon too. Which, yeah. Did they even say like to be concluded or like was well, that? Yeah. So of, yes, yes, because what they do is because here's what they do. So I've been I've been tra- well, as we've been discussing. I'm trying to figure out like how did Neo destroy the Sentinels outside mm-hmm. the world, and and even in everything, it's like yeah, it's never been explained. I like that. So, there's some mystery there. But what they did is the reason why they left it on the cliffhangers because they did what Marvel does now is they show the Matrix Revolutions trailer at the That's end right. of the movie. They did. So like a minute and a minute, like two minute trailer, teaser trailer for the movie that comes out in six months. So like that is why they made it the cartoonish, you know, ending of, hey, I know you just spent two and a half hours movie for us to live in on a cliffhanger, but we'll be back in six months. Yeah. Oh, it did, I remember at the time it bugged me. It didn't. Well, I've got the third disc of revolution sitting right next to me so it didn't bug me at all this time but thinking about it it's not that it it, it bugged me then too yeah. right? like at the time yeah. because of the fact it's just like seeing the end of matrix one having the idea of okay it's the first the full circle of the movie and then this one's like we're gonna just mm-hmm. keep going and going and then cliffhanger 
and not also, a good cliffhanger. There was a lot of movie for not a lot of the plot to move forward. Yeah. Like, yes. It was a two hour and 15 minute movie that was literally all set up for the next movie. Yeah. Like, because what? We've progressed, I guess we start with 24 hours left or something. Yeah. And we've progressed 15 hours into that now. Cause I think at the end of it, they're like, the machines are going to get there in eight to nine hours, is what they yeah. say. Yep. So it to me it which is, is crazy li- to think about too. We literally just watched only 15 hours of actual time pass in this movie, oh, even with everything that happened. To me, this is like um, here's the joke. Me, how I met your mother season, the final season, and the fact that this 20 plus episodes for a three day uh for three days in their time in their like time. And it's just like for us, it's just like we just spent two hours for uh, Wait, the whole series takes place over three days. The last season, the does. last season. Oh, the, oh, okay. The last season <laughs> takes place in three days. Hey, check out How I Met Your Father coming to Hulu, sponsored right. by No Sound Entertainment. No, <laughs> uh, but it's just yeah, the idea of this whole movie is just the fact of like as Matrix One, how we have a complete full movie, and then this one's just like, hey, we have to bring this up because it's going to be important in the future. Hey, this is important yeah. for the future. Hey, this is what has happened. You can change like it by doing it. A lot of time passed in the original Matrix movie. Like, wasn't it like over like a decent period of time? Um, does Neo have his hair at the end of the movie? I think it's only a couple of weeks in the first movie, but like the time frame between one and two is six months. But still, when you think about it, like a lot happened in fifteen hours of real time within this movie to the point where I'm like, I don't think you could actually accomplish all that. <laughs> I... Oh, I got to give a quick one last shout out here to uh, Jada Pinkett's killer performance as Niobe. I thought she was badass. I mean, like, it's Jada Pinkett. She's just a fantactor. Fanta- oh my god. Fantastic. Fantastic, <laughs> the, the, the yeah, fantastic like, actor. Like, they didn't give her a ton, but she really took advantage of what they did give her. And I thought that I mean, was, she's I'll... such a badass character throughout yeah. the movies. Probably... Spoiler alert. She's in yeah. the third and fourth one. <laughs> Probably uh, top top s-tier fashion also with that with that crocodile oh coat. yeah she's hot <laughs> af in these movies yeah. uh, and let's not forget to shout out roy jones jr because it's roy jones jr <laughs> the boxers like yeah he's getting you, you can be in the movie that's nice. cool i mean when your cast is that large you're gonna have some like out there people in your movie mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah you know matrix reload man keith like you got Doobie any Houser. Keith, do you have a review from a? Oh, I do. He, uh, it's funny. I'm trying. To, I can't remember the. Uh, I can't remember the score he gave the last one, but I think he gave Matrix Reloaded a better score. I think it was three <laughs> out of four. For yeah, Matrix? this one is this one is. Roger Ebert loves Matrix Reloaded. He gave it three and a half stars. That's I think crazy. At, at this point, well, at this point, I think he was like trying to fix his review of the first one. <laughs> oh, so it's like me with Scream. I think that's exactly what's happening because. His whole like he does a couple paragraphs devoted to like how like kind of what we were talking about how the matrix spawned a bunch of like philosophy majors <laughs> so like he's, he's like it's there's this like it's this totally silly world that they drop all these like heavy-handed names and like philosophical concepts that are like philosophy 101 stuff and he's but the bottom of the paragraphs he's talks about how it's like well and that's not a bad thing i think it's freaking awesome and then he goes on and talks about 
compliments the highway chase scene. But yeah, Roger Ebert loved it. Three and a half stars from Mr. Ebert. Uh, uh, a thing I came across since we talked about in the last Matrix one about how this is like the, you know, the angels, Christianity type things of uh, way the movies, how they, the Wachowski sisters decided to do this type of movies. Seraph states that he protects which matters most. His character is like a metaphor for computer firewalls hinted by his name Seraph, which is a shortened version of Sheriffim, a type of flaming or passionate angel. And this nice. fits the religious re, religious and technology uh, allergy of the franchise. It also fits an Alice in the Wonderland motif since before meeting the caterpillar of the Oracle, the animals on Wonderland gawk at Alice for being huge and throw cakes at her to keep her away, similar to Seraph fighting Neo to keep Neo at bay. Oh, I like it. Yeah, because yeah, it, the the Matrix is still just a big old, big old Alice in Wonderland story. Yes, it is. Um, so the budget for this movie. Anybody want to take a guess? Uh, I accidentally saw it, so I'm not going to okay. guess. I spoiled myself, unfortunately. Ninety nine. Um, a hundred and fifty million. Ooh, nice. Wasn't and a good you- chunk of that the highway oh a good be. chunk was that was highway plus the idea of the fact that also 100 million was also the uh special effects so really like 250 in a way mm-hmm. uh, I mean, technically this was like cutting edge for special effects oh. so it would have oh, been yeah. like hey, like insane be- cost for it before we go too far down the rabbit hole and i see what did there of the budget yeah. stuff i want to I when you have to it. hit it straight on the nose after saying it it's bad by the way hey um no, because the rabbit is a metaphor used in Alice in Wonderland. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> uh, I, I just want to give a, I just want to talk about the the track list on the the original soundtrack real quick. It's very okay. of the time. This is peak new metal, which is as you know is a big hobby of mine, as I'm a big Limp Bizkit fan, and I make it known a little bit too much. But um, at I'm least actually, you know. Yeah. So when do you do either? You know what year Fast and Furious Two came out? Um, I want to say, oh, um, I it would have been around this, wouldn't it? Oh, three, oh, three. Yeah, okay, that, that's funny because I'm looking past and furious one and two both have like that there where they mix up hip hop and new metal on, on the soundtrack because that's like what was big. But on the soundtrack, Linkin Park, Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie, Deftones, POD, and Dave Matthews Band are all like some big <laughs> names on there. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> all those fucking names and then dmb but oh yeah of, but some of that budget you were just talking about a lot of there's a lot of original songs that were made for this movie like the do, 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 i didn't do, 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 do. i didn't get it sent out in the group chat enough but i watched the the pod music video for this their original song called sleeping awake the music video is them dressed up like mate like matrix zion people and they're singing to themselves through a mirror into the matrix and they're in the real world and it's it's very funny keith you know we have a discord you could just link all those things in right yeah i'm not, I'm not the what do you call that prepared <laughs> tech savvy yeah, why don't you go back savvy. out into the woods and fight some fires let <laughs> me go tech savvy there um and you know yeah. not quite that... a luddite but yeah. also not quite technologically savvy New Year's, uh, there's a New Year's resolution for me there. How about that? Get More DMB? Savvy? Yeah, we can all have goals. I can listen to some Dave Matthews band. It's the Oh my god. I don't Respond know. more politely time frame to text from your two best friends? 
that's a no that's a lot more work see, I, I think new year's resolutions are bad for mental health because i don't oh, want to set un- i don't want to set unrealistic goals <laughs> Thanks, buddy. classic so, buddy also the name paul oakenfold is a, a memory i didn't know i had in my head he's he's like a dj at, at a famous dj from the time and paul oakenfold is featured heavily is that like soundtracks or something he was yeah but like no, early 2000s version for yeah <laughs> this is paul um just paul just paul hi i'm paul uh the gross uh let's go the gross for matrix reloaded um domestically it got 281 million dollars wow internationally 457 million so that means worldwide 739 million dollars but the hype was the matrix was huge the hype was crazy going into matrix reloaded to like like i said you had <laughs> you had the comic books you had the video games you had the yeah. animatrix you had everything Didn't they going have, like a it. big like pepsi and dorito ad campaign too probably like I, a like star wars-esque i remember they also did like mtv total request live takeovers and they did like Sick. they pubbed <laughs> it hard like they nice. did specials and stuff i remember all of this so it was exciting to be in that movie theater though i, it was. I remember that it, yeah Back when you had to go get there early to get a good seat. Yeah. Just like the feeling in the air. There was like people were excited. There was like cheers. It's like it was fun. Yep. So let's go to the box office for Matrix Reloaded. Uh, what was it? The uh, May 15th. Uh, coming in number 10 in its 10th week with 1.3 million. Bend it like Beckham. <laughs> number nine in its fifth week with 1.6 million. A Mighty Wind. I like that movie. Is that one of those like best in show? Yeah, it's all. It's like, awesome. one, of those, like it's one of those like improv movies. Yeah, yeah, I love those type of uh, movies. Uh, number eight in its fifth week with three point one million holes. Wow, Shia. Uh, number seven in its sixth week with three point five million anger management. Adam Sandler and Jack yeah. Nicholson. We saw that in theaters together. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Uh, number six in its fourth week with 3.6 million identity. John Cusack movie. Uh, number five and it. it's I've never seen it, but it's you know, is that the one where they go like to a? I did see it. <laughs> is 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 it, is it the one it. that they? Oh yeah, they go to like a motel on a stormy night, and then someone dies or each of them, yeah. I've never seen it, but I know of it. Number five in its third week with 4.7 million, the Lizzie McGuire movie. Hell Lizzie yeah. McGuire movie. Nice. Uh, coming in at number four in its second week with 7 million, Down with Love. I've never heard of that. Is it Ewan McGregor, Renee Zellweger mm. movie? I do huh. love me some Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Uh, number three in its third week with 17 million, X2, X Men United. They're gonna give probably it to the you. probably the second best X Men movie. Oh, Behind that's another it. one of the Spider Man trilogy things. Is that the first two <laughs> X Men movies are actually pretty good, but because of how bad X Three was, a lot of people don't think of going back to those movies. Keep will digress. Uh, coming in number two in its second week with eighteen million. Daddy Daycare. Hell yeah! Jesus. So the, <laughs> the down so... spiral of Eddie Murphy's career. So that means coming in at number one in its first week with $91.7 million, The Matrix Reloaded. Damn, that made a big chunk of its change opening weekend then. Yes, it did. 
Let's go to the ratings. IMDb gave this a 7.2 out of 10. Uh, Ron Tomato, all critics gave this a 73. Top critics, a 65. And and audience, 72. So, before we glaze some stars, let's do some ranking. We're We're ranking the best action sequence fashion. Whoa. Best villain and Watchable movie. I was watchable. You are watchable. Not watchable. Every movie is watchable. It's watchable. (laughs) It's watchable. Most rewatchable. Most like cuddle up on a blanket, rewatch it again. Yeah, the got it. Coco rating. Best overall movie. Got we it. should okay. rename it to that. The hot cocoa rating. I actually, that's a really good term for it. <laughs> we're, uh, you guys can call that. <laughs> we are. That is now what we're going to call it when you can't think yeah. of the correct it's name the, for it every time. Got, got little marshmallows you, floating on top. Got our nice <laughs> fluffy blanket. That you, guys go <laughs> you guys can go straight to hell. But me and that kid. <laughs> let's do best act, action sequence. We have a lot in this one. We have the fight sequence between uh, Neo and the Mer- mm-hmm. the Merovingians uh, goons, the them f- vampires and werewolves. Oh my! Them flying on the walls and doing cartwheels and shit. And that scene getting... was a bit it was, it was a bit extra, but I'm I'm there for it. It was cool. <laughs> I liked it, but it, I liked it. However, once again, it's one of those like a scene a minute or two too long. Yeah. Uh, we have the infamous uh, chase scene. Um. And then the infamous uh, Neo and the 192 uh, mm-hmm. Agent Smith. So, but for best action, action sequence sequence is where do we want to rank this? One or two because above one because one gives us the end fight scene with uh, Agent Smith, and then the tiny battles between you know Smith and uh, Morpheus and. I'm gonna go one two. I think the fights in this, while good, were a little bit more floaty, had a little less weight to them than one did. And while the like car chase scene is epic, I just it doesn't have like it's not as memorable or iconic as what happened in the first one. Like the fight scene in the alleyway is just so, or not alleyway in the entendre is so iconic. And like is the pedestal so many fight scenes have to live up to. I'm gonna go one two. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. I think I'm in entire fake movie ex- experts history. I'm gonna have trouble beating the sequence of Neo and Trinity breaking in to rescue Morpheus in the helicopter. You no, know it might crew. be to Keith. Bad Boys Two. We don't touch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Never. I hear the bad boys coming. <laughs> I gotta continue my running. <laughs> Yo, we gotta learn the words. But anyways, I, I digress. Yeah, one two. <laughs> um, I'm also going one two as well. Uh, best. And I love it's not to say two close. had bad fight yeah, two. Scenes. It's it was just great. A tad bit. One is just long. like it's just perfect. Yeah, I could have gone some more of that kid though. That would have been better. He was a great aspect of the movie. Yeah, it was important. I'll put him in as number one and villain. So don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> kid <laughs> uh let's do best fashion um all that leather we got this one's classy close. with I'm the merovingian go, go ahead yeah this oh sorry i i didn't mean to step on your stomach i just got really excited about 
Niobe's jacket and then the Merovingian scene. So yeah, two wins fashion for me. There was See, still I'm leather. Gonna, I'm gonna go one two just because there was too much Zion like terrible fashion. Oh yeah. Like the fashion Joe. in Zion was so bad. And like, why are like we have technology to have floating <laughs> fucking fortress cars, but we can't just have like non-moth-eaten sweaters. And then you gotta have nipple shirts. Everyone has to wear a nipple shirt. Everyone's gotta show off their nips. Yeah. All right, Joe, it's up to you. This is huge. Um huge. Think very carefully about this. <laughs> I am, I am, I am. Um I think I have to go one, two. Sorry, Keith. That's fine. Um, I'm not it's giving you any about my cake. How cool, like, <laughs> there's such cool aspects to two's fashion, but God, the Zion stuff and just it just like, doesn't the, make any for, sense. For me, it's like, I, like the, the counselors that, have really nice, like elegant gowns. Yeah. Like it's so weird. It's the idea of the fact that Keith, you, you're right that Niobe has like a cool jacket and like hairdo and stuff. But you see it once when she's standing, and then the other time is when she's driving a vehicle. So you just see the arms of the jacket. So you just well, really one, can't. One has the novelty of like you see, like Thomas Anderson wearing normal ass clothes, and then yeah, the neo that, the, the way he sees himself is wearing like a big nerdy leather trench coat. <laughs> yeah. He also went to a leather club in that movie. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a little more daddy stuff. So now daddy? it's daddy? best. Sorry, daddy. Sorry, daddy. Sorry. You've been watching Knock Knock lately. Um, let's go to best whoa moment. <laughs> I'll start this one off. Okay. I think it has to be 2-1. I think the architect and just that whole spiel is such a whoa moment of like we're in the sixth incarnation of this cycle. Uh, that realization is pretty big. I mean, you can even add like the Agent Smith virus thing as a woe moment when he actually like breaks the boundaries of reality to go into the real world. Like, there's actually a lot of cool whoa moments in this movie. All right, I'm gonna go, Joe. I'm, I, hate, I hate to disappoint you. You're gonna be a decision maker. I'm going one two. God damn it. Morpheus explaining to us that we're batteries and it like blowing Keanu Reeves's mind so hard that he throws up and like goes crazy. Like <laughs> I can't handle this. He's <laughs> gonna pop the sludge. He's gonna pop. Um, I don't know. I to me, I will. I do know. <laughs> I don't know. I do know. Trinity, help! Um, um, I'm going to go two one. The idea of the fact that in this one, you find out that there's been multiple ones. Um, even though it does, they even and then you find out that, that those multiple ones decide to go have a freak fest with you know 21 other people. Yeah, the one isn't busted. a part of the freak fest, I don't because the one actually gets like assimilated into the matrix. Like he said something about like, oh the man, one has Fuck the that, man. in them. Fuck that, and like one, it's two, assimilated then. into the matrix. <laughs> no. no, but the fact that you know, we find out you know what really happens to zion or the world as with yes. machines because that's the first time you see zion so that's pretty cool to yeah. see zion even seeing zion was like a whoa yeah moment. um the fact that agent smith is back as just smith who's in virus now instead of mm -hmm. he has no rules for himself so he can do whatever the hell he wants so you know that's kind of a big whoa like I one mean, neo just fucking 
force stopping the Sentinels was a whoa moment. Yeah. Neo stopping bullets again. You know, it's just all that cool stuff. But Smith can do control C, control V now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So two one. So now let's go to best villain. For this one, I think we have to do Smith and the Merovigian. Okay. Well, and the architect's kind of a bad guy. And the architect. And you put the kid in there too. So yeah, the kid. we have four. We have four. Keith, you go first. Okay, I'm gonna. So I'm gonna go two one for villain because the villains it's basically the same setup as one, but like they're just spicier versions of themselves in two, and I think that's pretty cool. See, I'm gonna go one two because they felt like more of a threat in one. Like yes. the agents, like sp- oh, were, were terrifying. so terrifying in one. Yeah, and like there was actual like fear instead of just the like joe said earlier in the movie it's like we just got to send a lot at him because he's so op now all right joe, so, now it's a... so once again joe you're up to the dish you know what joe's i don't like the break. You know what i don't like is joe's the master the... critic here yeah uh let me let me be turn my tent uh do what ken griffith jr does i'll turn the hat backwards let me if i can smash it out of the park with this um <laughs> one one bottom of the night yeah. this is really important <laughs> I'm going to start swaying my mic back and forth and see if I can get the right pitch. Um, best villain is, I honestly think it's one, two. The idea of the fact that we get, we get more new, we get new villains with the Merovingian who's scary, but all he does is send his henchmen to do his dirty work. And, and like what Rick was saying in the first one with the agents and Smith, it felt more real as a, oh crap, they could literally die at any moment when they're in the matrix via the fact that they're facing an agent or facing Smith. Mm-hmm. With this one, it's the fact that sure we have a 100 and 200 plus Smiths, but Neo can fight them all off. Uh, the Mary Vingian, you know, he's there but send his henchmen to do all the dirty work while he's just there to be like, I can do whatever the hell I want, but I'm going to send those guys. The architect is a bad guy. Like I'll give give the fact of that. It's just, you know, he's just an old man that sits in a chair. I guess there's words. (laughs) uh, Vis-a-vis accordingly. Um, Sean Connery was up for the role, but he didn't understand the script. So he didn't do the role. What is this Um, shit? Get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Get the fuck out of here with this. But I think it's it's for me it's one two. So you're the one now, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Who is shaking my stirring my drink? Thank you very much. Thank you. You see your little bitch on the screen right now. Come the on. Award now. For the award the, the the best joke of the podcast award goes to the confused Mer- confused architect wondering why his martini isn't stirred. Yeah. <laughs> so. Most rewatchable or cocoa blanket, whatever. For the it's got to be hot, because otherwise you're just eating chocolate or powder. Yeah, just, it's like tepid cocoa water milk. No. Uh, this okay. is an easy one. It's one two. Like it's oh, yeah. not even close. Yeah, not even one. And yeah, one is just too perfect. It's like it's th- it's three movies inside of one, and they do it smoothly. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's easy. One two. Right here so let's glaze 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 some stars what what is that i see up in the night sky my god it's the <laughs> star glazing 
All right, Joe, who's going first this time? Yeah, you. Okay. The classic, you talked first, you go first. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a, I've kind of, I think I'm the Joe of Ghostbusters, the Keith to Matrix comparison here a little bit. So I've got big time rose colored glasses with these movies. Or green colors, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Hey, yo. Hey, I See how he didn't explain his joke after that, Keith, well, and it made I it could... better? Yeah, it was it was it was a pretty cerebral. It kind of went over my. So head. So what I was talking about is <laughs> green matrix numbers, and you know how green it is. Just so you guys thought it'd be funny, right? Okay, right, Keith. And now it's ruined, Keith. What is your score? <laughs> <laughs> so, I think. Spoiler alert! I think Matrix Two is probably the worst one. In my opinion, so far, we'll we'll see later as we talk about it. But so far, currently in my mind. Matrix Out of the two the movies we watched, yeah. yeah, but two and a half we watched Animatrix. But if I oh, yeah. if if I pull the Matrix Reloaded out of the series, I still think it's like a spectacular movie just compared to movies in general. So, but if I'm doing my star rating, this is a series. It's a podcast about series. Oh my so god! Just say your score. It's a um, um three star three three really yeah. yeah you had built this up as the like you were going to overscore i was it thinking four the matrix because that's what i give it i give it a four i think it's a great movie i that's think funny. it's highly rewatchable and i enjoyed it i came into this expecting a three three and a <laughs> half at best i had so much fun watching this movie to where even if revel uh revolutions is the dog shit i remember i am now hooked to rewatch matrix probably a lot now Right on. Uh, for mine, I, going into this movie, I'm like, I'll probably have, I'll start it off at two and a half and see where it goes up. And being able to understand a lot of the things, and if you deduct the idea of the fact that it's some scenes are too bit too long than it should be, I'll give it a three. Man, I ended up being the Keith score of the group. That's funny. Yeah, I probably I probably like it the best. You, <laughs> I like it. I like this movie. Like, it's one of those things of, and if anytime I start watching the Matrix movies, I'll watch all three. Well, and then when we get to the fourth one, because it's not out, you know, it's mm-hmm. not out yet on 4K or anything, so I can't, you know, I can watch it till it gets off uh, HBO Max. But in the meantime, as of the original three, if I watch one, I watch all three. So it's nothing like I'm going to skip one or two and three like, i'll watch all three just to satisfy my needs of some keanu and matrix land so yeah. it's like you're sitting at a desk and uh egon's underneath it and you just gotta fill those needs oh yeah just crushing it <laughs> richard i'm coming over to slap you <laughs> you know that right now so what's the final tally for this uh, final this movie? score for matrix reloaded is a 3.3 okay pretty solid i mean i was thinking way, worse i was thinking worse to be honest i mean it's actually lower than i thought it would be although it falling into a b tier movie i think makes sense i think essentially with our things like a four and a half to a five is an s tier a 3.75 to a four and a half is like an a tier i like it a b yeah. tier is about three to three seven five so we're right at we're right at mid b tier movie and i think yeah, that a, might be fair yeah. fair for matrix reloaded it's above average yeah so 
This brings it into Matrix Reloaded as we're moving on just six months later in the year for Matrix Revolutions, part two to Matrix Reloaded. So uh, I can't wait to discuss that. Did any of you guys watch the trailer after the movie? I did. I did. I did. Awesome. Kind of wish I, I had. I did too. Yeah, I think it was cool. So uh, that's what we're looking forward to. Matrix Revolutions next time here on Fake Movie Experts. You can go to nosellentertainment.com. That's right, nosellentertainment.com, where you can find all of our podcasts and everything Keith does in his own Matrix. Hey, I'm uh, I'm starting up a cake business, so... Everybody busting I'm, soon. I'm going to know about that cake. <laughs> busting cakes. Busting cakes, that's what it's called, right? Busting. Busting. I use real good batter. Oh, now I'm a little worried. Extra cream cheese, if we know what I mean. At I'm no, no longer ent- eating those cakes. At <laughs> nocellentertainment.com. That's right, nocellentertainment.com. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to our podcasts. You guys ready to watch uh, Return of the Jedi Matrix style? <laughs>